Exhilaration be the love Before pride and exaltation be the love Be the love You are listening to Be the Love to awaken our souls. We are souls on the journey and our mission is to awaken all humans to a higher state of consciousness and live vibrantly as spiritual beings. We are here to open up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey. And we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. This is Adrienne Elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Nicholas David Mann. Namaste. My name is Nistella Joy Davy. This is Ron Interpreter, and you're listening to Be the Love Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. Thank you so much again for tuning in this week. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey with our special guest, Yael Green. We are your co-hosts and souls on the journey, and we would like to thank our Patreon supporters for allowing this weekly conscious conversation. We are so grateful for all the support we have received with monthly donations on Patreon, the five-star written reviews on iTunes and Spotify, and the connection within our Awakening Souls Facebook community. We are on a mission to raise the consciousness of humans and the planet, and we need your help. Please spread the word to your family and friends and join us every week. And if you like what you hear, support us in a way that raises your vibration to love. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to invite you to take a moment and get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy, and breathing out anything you are ready to release in this now moment. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself, and imagine breathing that light and love out and send it back to all of humanity, remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. Our guest today is Yael Green, a hybrid human with a specific mission to help humanity during this time of transition and upgrade. As an ambassador of hybrid technologies and a living portal to other dimensions, she innately balances and harmonizes space, returning to a state of neutrality, operating with integrated crystalline DNA and a highly plasmic state. She channels access to other dimensions in real time. She embodies an extensive knowledge of sacred geometry, balance, and harmony, and is experienced in reading and recalibrating the energy of portals back to their highest integrity. Yael uses technological understanding of the non-physical to activate and imprint the earth grids and the waters to return to their original state of neutrality. 
Yael has a bachelor and master's degree in business and nonprofit management and a clinical doctorate in physical therapy. She has spent the last 25 years in the fields of organizational and systems management, physical therapy, somatic sound healing, and education. She now focuses on paradigm shifts through system repatterning, dimensional energetics, and movement. Thank you so much for being with us today, Yael. Thank you. And that was such a lovely breath and introduction. I appreciated that as well. So thank you. Absolutely. So can you tell us about your journey and just what has led you down this spiritual path? I love that question because I always sort of flip it on its head because the spiritual journey has actually just been coming here onto this planet for me. This is my first time on the planet. I specifically remember being dropped off here. So the mission for me wasn't something I awoke to. I have been waiting for everyone else to wake up to this point because I've, I've been on this planet for 50 linear years. So it's, it's been a preparation journey for me um, in preparing the space, uh, being able to, I think that's been an important piece for, as we can imagine, as things are moving so quickly and shifting consciousness so quickly and uh, being able to, for human beings to really be able to feel that and also embody it in this physical form, that essence of love is really the neutrality. That is everything. We've found a way, you know, we've found something to call it that is sort of ineffable and hard to pin down, which is exactly what it is. And it's this, and that is this movement that I've, part of my mission here is to prepare the space so that it can expand and it can flow easier, that things don't have to be so challenging and so difficult in this world, even though it does feel like we're denser. And, you know, and I say that because like, yes, it does feel like that. And that's our, that's a one perception of what we are as beings. I had, I think I just heard something like an hour ago that said scientists, you know, in the quantum world have said that the universe is not real. I was like, well, thank gosh, everyone's, the scientists are now finally catching up to what is truth. So that's, a, I think, a good start to, to background, and please feel free to ask any questions about it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pieces there that I would love to dive into. And first, I would, I would love to just kind of back up a little bit and just so our audience and, and so we're familiar with what your definition, what is a hybrid human, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what does that mean for you? For me, and I think this is why I appreciate that everyone is finding terminology, right? Everyone wants to know sort of what intergalactic being or galaxy they're connected with, which I think is great. And it's also sort of a way that we can put ourselves into these contexts, which is fine because it it helps us understand characteristics of how we're transmitting this energetic information. And that makes sense. So that's sort of what I see this hybrid human label as is, and it's probably, 
<laughs> off the cuff for most people, but it being a combination for me, I don't have any connection to any specific galactic energetic beings. I feel that I was born of ship energy. So ship energy being that which is a group of energetic beings that come together. The best way to describe it is in terms that we understand here on earth that there's a ship mother. There's sort of a, an overarching energy that holds us together in specific missions. And in order for any of us, honestly, to move from our plasmic and, you know, oneness selves into this physical body, we have to have a certain amount of human DNA. That is just how we come into this vessel with future human DNA that cup comprised together. I have this crystalline structure. So for me, I'm not connected to any of the karmic possibilities that happen on this planet. It matters nothing to me what happens with anything that happens in the wheel of time and physicalness on the planet, because why I'm here is still why I'm here. It doesn't matter if there's whatever is actually occurring. So I think that's one of the characteristics of this piece of having integrated crystalline DNA, and I have direct access to that oneness that we all are, the love, that, that piece. So that's what I would describe myself as. So fascinating. Explain to me this uh, crystalline DNA mm -hmm. that is within you. Like what, what, ex everyone what has experiences it. that? Mm -hmm. Everyone has it? Yes, everyone. Explain everyone. that more then, because I'm very curious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, we obviously have our genetic coded 12 strand DNA. That's known. Right, we're we're still actually pulling it apart and trying to decode it in the, the in Western terms, and that's what we have in this physical vessel. But when we're coming in from pure consciousness to try and enliven this physical vessel, which we've decided to jump into, and obviously, you know, there's walk-ins. There's a lot of physical vessels that you could jump into, but we come in with a double helix of crystalline DNA, which is the same. And I think the easiest way to describe it is if you look at a crystal structure, not necessarily, I don't know why I'm showing you this because you can't, but glass, not necessarily glass, but when we look at geometric crystalline structures like quartz, what this entire computer that we're speaking on and how we're communicating now through is through geometric structures of quartz our sound vibrations are coming through quartz. So it, these are transmitters. So we have a crystalline structured DNA that allows us to connect with our conscious selves, with consciousness itself. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So thank you for that explanation. Yeah. Cause I was like, oh, do I have that? Or, okay. So it's good to know that we all have this mm -hmm. crystalline DNA. Mm -hmm. um, and so what, and you mentioned the element of water. So mm -hmm. is that the correlate, is there a correlation mm -hmm. then between this crystalline DNA that we have and water element? And if so, like how, how does that come to be? Mm -hmm. So, and I know I am partial, but also I believe this is true. Out of the four elements, five elements, depending on what we're looking at, water is the most versatile. It has literally 
72 to 80 different anomalies that don't make any sense in comparison to every other element. It has state change. It can go from one type of state, ice, liquid, vapor. We know that it moves between these states. There's really no other element that moves between those three, sometimes four different states of beingness. So it actually, similar to us, we also have that, at least our consciousness and our physical body, but our consciousness has the ability to move between these states, a plasmic state, a state of complete oneness where we know no separation or division, all the way back to separateness in our physical body itself. So we know that we came from water. Seems like we're land beings, but we're not. We walked directly out from the water, which is why it's still so hard for us to get used to being on land. Such a general concept that everyone knows it. How much percentage of your body weight is water? Everyone knows the answer to this. It's like 70%, it varies. We are made up of that element. So water itself, and obviously, how do we have life on this planet because of water? So we're even getting into like all the technical scientific pieces, but the elemental structure of water allows it to hold all of the information that has been, will be, ever is in all the different dimensional timelines and shifts that are happening right now in its structure. So you could be in water you could take in water and it could change your structure. It reminds me of Masaru Emoto's work <laughs> and you know how he showed that you know our thoughts change the structure of water and you know and he showed this by you know, under a microscope and and how it reflects back into our bodies, right? And so I'm wondering you know, maybe the first level of consciousness is recognizing how well our thoughts are impacting our bodies. So that's a very three-dimensional thing, right? And so how are we, as we're upgrading and changing dimensions, you know, how does that shift consciousness? And and how do we um, move from, from that state into this place of oneness? Mm-hmm. Just so I want to, there's, I want to, there's a lot of different ways that we could go with that <laughs> question. So I want to make sure I go in the direction that speaks to that. Do you want to go in the direction of dimensional energetics and moving within dimension, what that means? Or what? Yeah, tell me more. I want to go, yeah, into like, how are we raising the vibration of the planet right now through? you know, the, the structure of water and, and what this means on, you know, the 3D level. And then as we're moving into 5D, 6D and beyond. So remember, we we're actually just accessing those in a way that allows our consciousness to create structure around these dimensions. There has never been a time where we haven't had access to these dimensions. They're happening simultaneously all at once right now. But we've allowed our consciousness to expand enough outside of our framework of 3D to make it seem like we're moving into these dimensions. 
they're not necessarily higher dimensions because that makes them sort of hierarchical. There is plenty of information that is being transmitted from our world back into these other dimensions that they don't know and that they need information on. Um, far be it for us to think that and this is strange because normally we think we're at the top of the food chain, but here we mm -hmm. think we're at the bottom of the food chain, but all right. the food chain is a problem <laughs> because what we want to do is that we're all interacting simultaneously together to sort of mix information because we've come here to understand separateness within union. When you're full consciousness, you don't know separateness. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, to just be in that, but to not know yourself, that in itself is huge. You don't know yourself when you're only pure consciousness, when you're pure love, you don't know yourself. This gives you an opportunity to distinguish. This is why we've moved into what are your gifts? What are your powers in this world? That sort of thing. But it's the things that sort of allow us to feel ourselves as separate from the wall and we remember this is only a perception because i am not separate from these things that are behind me right now they just move at a slower rate that is the only difference we are made up of very similar elements but we move at a faster rate which i think is what this higher frequency you know i don't want people the people i work with i don't want you to be in the ninth dimension all like that doesn't make any sense you live on this planet you have to be able to bring that understanding and that technological information back into this world that's why there is a quote-unquote upgrade because we're able to bring it back and integrate it and embody it which is a very overused word into how we move in the three dimensions that we're in right now that's the trick here is mm -hmm. to be able to really do that you know how do we bring those dimensional understandings into our three-dimensional world and truly live in that place mm -hmm. the body has to be prepared to hold that frequency so it is a frequency right a frequency is just how quickly sound waves or the interspersing of sound waves so we get that neutral zero point um, their rate of how, how much per second it goes so that's a frequency so there are those different frequencies that's how we get levitation that's how we move between dimensions is because our structure itself breaks apart becomes plasmic and moves into these different dimensions at a different frequency because we can't move with this frequency in these different dimensions we see it in movies sort of you know how they like I think I just watched Halloween Town last night and they like showed it, visualized it as like someone breaking up into pieces, which is sort of what has to happen because our frequency that's holding this in place has to sort of separate and have more space so that we can actually travel to these different dimensions. So how do we bring that back? Well, we have to be prepared to hold that frequency in this vessel. So that's where there's so much work around somatics and trauma because that holds patterns in our physical bodies 
that don't allow us to have space for expansion and to bring these possibilities. Because that's what they are, right? When we talk about quantum physics, it's possibility. Schrodinger's cat is all about possibility until you set your eyes upon it. There's unlimited possibility. It's the same thing. We have to know how to sort of structure what's coming back and through the portal, water is a portal, to integrate it into what is perceived as skin and bone and muscle and connective tissue and the nervous system most effectively, right? Because before we used to think when people came back, they had a psychotic break. Mm -hmm. The nervous system didn't know how to bring consciousness back. And all of the things that we seem to think like attention deficit disorder, there's a lot of things that we're not showing, we're not allowing in the space for people to expand consciousness and to hold that here. My personal belief is that all of these things that happen with chronic illness and with pain and with disorders like ADHD are really disorders of our current state where we're not allowing an expanded consciousness to come back in and supporting that in the physical vessel, which is why there's so much focus going back onto ancient rituals, indigenous rituals, because they knew how to go through that process of initiation, of engagement and of integration and returning back. So each time it is sort of like a death and a rebirth because you're coming back in with new consciousness memories. Oh, that's really beautiful. And, and yeah, and so what I'm hearing though is it's really coming back through the body. And mm -hmm. so like, there's a lot of work, yeah. And I, I've seen, yeah, a lot of these rituals coming back because we are going, you know, back to roots because mm -hmm. what has been happening, you know, at least in this Western world, and um, hasn't been working. People are drugged, you know, on different medications and yeah, chronic illness, like our food sources are, mm -hmm. you know, all these systems are not working. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're making some really major shifts and people are craving, you know, a, a new way of being. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a psychotherapist by trade. And so I, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people coming to me because I'm, I'm also working on somatics and working through the body and mm -hmm. helping people release trauma. And I'm also just trained in different plant medicines and, mm -hmm. you know, so I've been doing ceremony. And so I'm really seeing that world and that side of things, but I'm seeing people starting to heal mm -hmm. and heal from, you know, some of these deep seated traumas and the unconscious you know, patterns. It's so powerful. That just gives me a breath when I hear that happening. It just, uh, I feel like I can just breathe because there's more expansion in that these possibilities for people are being supported and held there so that they can come to it. That it, it's, here it is, here, here's the offering and yes, and I'm here to support that journey with you. I mean, it just, it feels amazing in my heart to hear that that's occurring more and more. And obviously, you know, <clears throat> in the Western world, in places that are in the clinic, you know, and in treatment rooms. 
There's just such, I think, a deeper awareness and, and people are ready. People, mm -hmm. you know, in my world, in my um, psychotherapy practice, people haven't been ready. And, you know, up until this point in the last couple of years, I think, I don't know if it was the pandemic that really shook things up or, you know, something cult mm -hmm. or collectively has really shifted in like wanting a new way of being and, and people are ready to dive deep where they weren't really ready to look at that before. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, even things like was 2012 in the Mayan calendar when things shifted, I think it did for some people, but the underneath structure wasn't supported there. And it's still, there's still a lot of work to do because I feel like you're probably one of few in that space. So it's, it's definitely happening. Are you thinking of starting a podcast this year? Or perhaps you're a seasoned podcaster and you're looking for someone to take the podcast production off your plate. If so, we are currently taking on new clients and would love to be your production partner of choice. My name is Chelsea Weaver and I am the owner of Chelsea Weaver Podcasting. I offer podcast startup packages, audio and video editing, plus show notes, graphics and reels. So consider us a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. A little bit about me, I have over five plus years of experience in audio and video production. I am an Army veteran who served in Afghanistan during Operation Enduring Freedom. I partner with other female veterans who are also experienced in podcast production and social media services. We'd love to chat with you about your podcasting and social media needs and can be reached at chelseaweaverpodcasting.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A-W-E-A-V-E-R podcasting.com. Yeah, it's definitely a growing field, um, which has really been really beautiful and rewarding to be a part of this whole process. Mm -hmm. And you, you also, you mentioned portals. I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about that, because I know there's been a lot of also talk, you know, in the astrological world, like the 8-8 gate and the, <laughs> you know, things like that. So I'm wondering if you can talk about portals and what you mean by that and tell us how, how can we truly, you know, tap into the, the energy of these portals for deeper healing and energetic mm -hmm. shifts. Mm -hmm. They've been available forever since since this planet existed it it was sprung from there a portal is an opening in its very essence it's an opening and a space that has been cleared to move through this to move through a threshold at its very basic level even you know the the work that we do with threshold crossings you're creating portals with patients. That is, there's the space that's held open for them to cross over into knowing a different self, into knowing different parts, into having parts come together as unified. I mean, part of what we're doing, part of moving through these portals, because we're so, we've been so disintegrated meaning and you know parts work as a we have been sort of separated from so many parts of ourselves that the integration of them and this is you know some of the basis of trauma work some of the basic parts work they're like hearing that part bringing it back having conversations with everything else becoming whole again those are 
are pieces that every time we do that, we do walk through a portal. So it doesn't have to be some, and I try and like make things as really easy and accessible as possible because they are, they don't have to be something that one person is and not everyone is else is, you know, that it, everything is accessible to every being. It's just, where do we have the opportunities to come in contact with it? And one of the pieces, when we have contact with other people, there is literally always a portal when we come into contact. The three of us have opened up a portal. We're moving through it as we go through this conversation. And on the other side of this conversation, we are all going to be slightly different and slightly changed. That in itself is a portal. If we get into the more specifics of a portal, water itself being a way to move through and transition on into another dimension of understanding. So there's all sorts of, you know, we talk about the Merkaba, there's all sorts of symbols of transportation that we use to move through portals. Um, we, there's portals on earth. There's plenty of all the, all the ley lines Every, even the chakra system, those are all portals. They're just movements of energy that allow you to transition a threshold to know yourself differently. I mean, that's a very simple way, I think, that we can all access them. When you get in the shower, the water running over, that is a portal. Why do we think that people go to the beach besides the earthing piece of the frequency of the earth that we feel more on the sand? The water itself, that movement is a portal. That's beautiful. I, I love that, you know, because we're really all going through portals at different times. And, you know, these portals aren't just for, you know, people who are aware, but I think we can go through and access portals at any time. So that I love that, that description of it. And it really makes me think of, if you've ever read the book, Celestine Prophecies, mm -hmm. And if you haven't read it out there, um, <laughs> I would highly recommend it. I often feel like I'm in that book or like feeling like, you know, sometimes when I'm having these conversations with people, things are becoming activated within me. Mm -hmm. And so, and recognizing that we all have messages for each other when we really tap into our you know, guidance and, and share what is coming up for us because that other person may need to know that information and we're just a messenger. And so we're always activating each other to raise each other up. And I feel like that's continuously happening on this planet collectively. If To think if we walked around with that, because there there is a hierarchy in this spiritual world that has been created, right? I mean, we see it like this person has this gift. That, that isn't what it needs to be because yes, we are always activating each other. And if we are coming from a place of intentioned consciousness, we can activate each other in a beneficial way. We're going to activate each other in ways that may not be as beneficial. That's part of the process. That's part of this expanding and contracting. That's just part of what it is to be on this planet. We're not meant to just constantly be in expansion because that's not how energy works. That's not how water works. Water vortexes, which means when you see water going down your drain or when you flush the toilet, 
that's vortexing. That's the compacting of, of energy in water and then expanding it. It has to do that. It's doing it constantly. If you look at a river, the eddies, if you look at everything, that's how things move. So we are going to, it's beneficial for us to feel all these types of activation, but that's why the bodies need to be supported and prepared for all these types of activations. We're not getting rid of these things. There's nothing, we just have to understand that they're all part of moving into light and dark and light and dark. That's exactly how beings in the water move. They breathe with that. Water itself goes down. When we look at spring water, which is the most alive water, the water that we're getting in through our pipes through your kitchen faucet is not alive. Mm -hmm. it's, it's gone through a lot. When we look at spring water, it's alive because water, and this is one of my favorite people, Victor Schoberger is called the water wizard. He was way back in the 1850s. So, but really interesting. Um, it's about the water that goes down deep into the earth, gathers up all of these minerals and it's actually still called young water. If we harvested it, then it wouldn't have all of the necessary elements and activations for our physical body. It's gotta go through that entire process to then come up and meet the sun and the light. And then that's when it's at the spring. And that is exactly, like, we have tons of times, even throughout a day that we go through that. And so realizing that that is really what our day is. Our day is not going to our job. Our day is basically this expansion and contraction. If you really took a day at your work or a day, one of your days, how much expansion and contraction is there? And how much can you move into the flow of the expansion and contraction? Water doesn't hit up against a rock and say, shoot. That was what this is terrible and like fall apart and have drama. Water has no drama. It allows itself to shift and mold and learn from that rock. And then it comes back together on another side. And so it's always flowing and learning because that is part of its process. So if we looked at our days like that, they would be a lot less dramatic, I think. They'd be a lot less focused on the actual things versus the meta mm. movement. I love that analogy of the when the water hits the rock. I, even though that's how it feels sometimes, <laughs> uh, I know people they do struggle with, and it's I think it's human nature to want to avoid suffering mm -hmm. and to to not have to go to those deep or dark places, and yet. Yeah it's also part of the, the yogis call that spanda. You mentioned expansion mm -hmm. and contraction. Mm -hmm. I remember studying that in my yoga philosophy classes. Mm -hmm. It's the spanda or the pulsation mm -hmm. that that is how energy moves. Um, so I'm curious to like, to bring some of the, cause this is big philosophy. I feel like my brain is a sponge right now. Um, but to bring it like like hone it into like something really practical. If someone is really struggling with, you mentioned mm -hmm. ADHD mm -hmm. or something that would feel like a rock in water um, or that feels like it's an, a block or an obstacle. Mm -hmm. How do we on a, I don't know if it's a somatic level or an energetic mm -hmm. level, move through that mm -hmm. without 
feeling the the hard impact and it makes <laughs> everything else downward spiral like the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um just bring so many things to, to mind with water. But so I almost want to separate those two things, the ADHD, and I'll use that just that plus versus the coming up against the rock. And I'm going to use exam an example with personally with my, the business that my partner owns, I also help her with this. And we have struggled for the last couple of years. Most recently, there was a struggle with an employee and there was feelings and trying to like, how we had to let someone go. How do we do that? Is it the, the legality of things, the compassion? She's going through a lot in her life, but we have to let her go financially and she's not doing her job. There's there were so many things that felt like it confused everything. And so what that falls into our entire energetic and somatic worlds, right? It, it confuses everything. It allows everything to sort of expand into this frenetic nature. And that's okay. As long as, here's the, the thing that I say, as long, as long as we can hold that, because there is a capacity, everyone has a different capacity for holding that amount of energy that's continuing to expand. Because if we really look at this, it seems quote unquote bad and hard. What the energy is trying to do is it's trying to break its structure. Something isn't aligning in it. And I know we want it to work but it's doing this because it's pressuring against its current structure to break it out so that it can restructure itself. And that's not a bad thing. It's just a thing where we have to be able to one, have compassion for our bodies and for our emotions and for our energy bodies and for the other or for the community or whoever we're working with. That has to be the first thing. We have to have compassion for not knowing the story, meaning the context that this energy is trying to break through. The energy is trying to break through a context that looks different, context that looks different for me versus this employee, versus my operations director, versus the CEO of the company. They're all going through different pressures but we have like, we're listening to the energy. It has to do this. It's asking to do it. Something activated it for all of us. And so when we have compassion for that process, for the energy doing that, and for all these people, it can do it on its own and we don't have to control it, but we have to be able to have support and understanding of what our capacity is. Because if you pass your capacity, that's where you get into suffering. So I just wanted to clarify. So when when you've reached your capacity for the energy of, is it, are you talking about the love vibration, the increase of like powerful emotions or the um, more of the maybe challenging emotions? Good question. Um, I think that's how we perceive it, isn't it? Because could we see that the challenging emotions are in our highest interest, which is in alignment with love, but it may not somatically feel like that. The patterns in our brain may not understand it as that. 
but this specific podcast, this is about recognizing love. It can be everything at the same time. It's all energy, right? Exactly. The nervous system doesn't know whether something's happening now, mm-hmm. 50 years from now, hundred years in front of it. It doesn't know. It doesn't even know that it's not, if I can envision I'm skiing, it doesn't know that I'm just sitting in a chair. I work with plenty of people with that, with that type of work. Like, yeah, you're skiing. If people are bed bound, you can, they can feel that in their nervous system and create that pattern. So yeah. we can do a lot with energy and we know that energy, it's not saying I'm this, I'm this, we're saying that. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because we're trying to process through these patterns that expand us outside of that context, mm-hmm. outside of that capacity. Yeah. I, it makes me think of too, this time. Um, and, you know, I've been in the, those places where my, my energy has just been so expansive with this like deep love and it's just so expansive. I just like mm-hmm. vibrating so high and, um, and just feeling that. And this one time it, um, it happened when I was really in that vibration, I'll just say it was after an ayahuasca journey mm-hmm. and, it was my vibration was so high. And then I I came home and I didn't know what to do with that energy because it was so expansive. Mm -hmm. And so I sat with it. And then, you know, soon it started to like fade away as I started back into my normal routine. And, Mm -hmm. and I, um, I ended up going back um, about six months later and I had another experience like that with ayahuasca Mm -hmm. and my teacher that was their mentor she and I was explaining to her what had happened and she she had told me she's like you know that energy isn't just for you you know so to expand it outward because when we keep it all to ourselves it will dwindle but if we you know expand it outward energetically um then we can hold on to it a lot deeper yeah yeah beautiful point great great point absolutely 100% 100% agree with that. Energy is contagious. So we can touch people with that universally, put that out there and, and it can start to shift the planet. I feel like the more people are having those experiences, the more the vibration of this planet is going to be raising or rising. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious, um, you know, just because of the work that you're doing um, in the world and, and the seeds that you're planting, you know, how do you see your work as really coming to back to that place? And, and I know we've kind of talked about this through throughout the episode, but to really come back to that place on a physical level, to plant seeds for people to really be the love and to truly awaken our souls and what this is, what impact this is having on the collective at this time in our, our history. Mm -hmm. For me personally, if I did none of this work that I'm manifesting into something specific, the fact is every time each of us takes a step on this planet, we're vibrating and affecting its frequency just solely by that. We don't even have to necessarily quote the being part is the fun supposed to be the fun part on this planet, the making yourself into something and doing that is supposed to be the fun part here. It's you're everyone 
coming into their consciousness and walking with their consciousness, that is all we have to do, literally, is just walk this earth, is just be in, you know, or I would say that since there's so much more of this planet water, just, is just to be in the waters of it because we're necessary. We are necessary to be this entire collective together first and foremost, because that's what we came from is collective energy into separate. The separate piece just means we get to have fun of being a yoga practitioner or being a psychotherapist or being, you know, a portal, whatever we get to call ourselves. This is the fun part. And I know it seems like, oh, but we have to make money. Like, but we've made it into these hard things. It should be the fun part when how we're walking, we are literally, we are walking in love by just taking the step. Mm. You don't even have to think about doing it because you are in your essence. We've put all of these veils around to see mm. a perception that we're not but we literally are. So there's nothing you need to do to change anything of who you are because your essence is that. We are the love. We are the love. That was beautiful. Mm -hmm. So as we wrap up, could you tell our listeners where they can find you and anything yeah. else you're currently working on? Well, I, I have a website, thewatermatrix.org. Also on Instagram, although I'm not great on Instagram, but there is the water matrix on Instagram. You can, people, I, people can reach me at any of those places. I do mentorships with people, uh, two to three month container mentorships when people are feeling like they're trying to understand how to be themselves and to cross this bridge and to integrate and to do both. And to see how that's going to look and how they want to play with that in the world. So I do mentorships with people. I do individual sessions. Um, if people are just sort of curious about what, what is the water piece is there. A lot of people come to me like, I've really connected with water. And so we dive into that. I do uh, initiation journeys with people into sacred water spaces as well. Beautiful. And we'll absolutely add all your links to our show notes so people can easily find you. And thank you, Yael, for being here thank with you. us today. It's been a beautiful conscious conversation. Just really yeah. enjoyed this yeah, and diving deep. And thank you for listening to Be The Love Podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to our show, please share the love by sharing it with your friends, giving us a five-star written review on iTunes, or liking us on Facebook. And please consider supporting our mission to awaken our souls with special guest interviews and speak the love conscious conversations with your co-host, myself and Brenda. A monthly donation of $2.22 or $5.55 really helps with the operating costs of this podcast so we can continue to spread the love. To contribute, visit our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. And stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays and Thursdays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Time.
Thank you, Heatherlyn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heatherlyn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynmusic.com. And thank you, Christy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphic. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey to align to our divine purpose and shine our lights. So keep on shining. <laughs>